Welcome to First Chapter Friday. Today I'm going to be sharing the first chapter of The Legend of Podkin Wanya, written by Kieran Lywood. It's a fantasy story and it has beautiful maps drawn inside. Chapter 1 A Bard for Brembelemers. Crunch, crunch, crunch. The sound of heavy footsteps trudging through knee deep snow echoes through the night silence. A thick white blanket covers the wide slopes of the band of hills known as the Razorback Downs. Moonlight dances over it, glinting here and there in drifts of sparkles, as if someone has sprinkled the whole scene with diamond dust. It is perfect, untouched except for one spidery line of tracks leading down from the hills towards the frosted woodland beneath. Crunch, crunch, crunch goes the footsteps of the trackmaker. He is hunched and weary, using a tall staff to help him through the snow. He might have been an old man if it hadn't been many hundreds of moons since men trod those lands. Move closer, instead you will see he is a rabbit, walking upright in the way men once did, his ears hidden beneath the hood of a heavy leather cloak, fierce eyes peering out at the wintry midnight world. The thick fur on his face and arms is dyed with blue swirls and patterns, which marks him out as a bard, a travelling, storytelling rabbit, a wanderer with nothing on his back but a set of travel-worn clothes and a head stuffed full of tails and yarns, old, new, broken and mended, just about every story you ever heard and many more yet to be told. Don't worry about him being out in the cold on such a wintry night. His trade will see him welcomed in any warren. That is the tradition and the law throughout all of the five realms of Lenica. The woe betide anyone who doesn't keep it. Crunch, crunch, crunch. His breath steams out behind him as he forces his way through the snow. Listen closer and you can hear him mumbling curses with each hard-fought step. Closer still and you can hear the strings of wooden beads around his neck clicking and clanking. The bone trinkets and pouches around his belt and knocking and niggling. He marches with a purpose, as if he has some place to be and he is already late. But where is there for him to go? There is nothing but snow and trees from here all the way to the horizon until, of course, you remember that he's a rabbit. Rabbits live underground, in warrens and burrows, warm and safe, out of the winter ice and frost. And that is indeed where he is heading into the woods and through the trees until he stops before a pair of huge entrance doors set into the side of a little hill. Behind them is Thornwood Warren, and there had better a warm welcome for him, or there will be serious trouble. Boom, boom, boom. He smacks the end of his staff against Oak and waits for an answer. Back when rabbits were small, twitchy and terrified things, Warrens were little more than a collection of holes and tunnels in the ground. Now, in this new age, there are some things different altogether. There are entire villages and cities built under the earth, completely out of sight. The bard knew that behind those wooden doors would be nest burrows and market burrows, workshops, temples, libraries, larders, pantries, and a dozen kitchens to feed them all. There would be soldiers and healers, servants, cooks, smiths, sweepers, tailors, potters and painters, old rabbits, young rabbits, poor rabbits, noble rabbits, all walks of life hidden away in cosy torch-lit underground houses, 
all arranged around every Warren's hub, the long burrow, a great feasting hall with a huge fireplace, rows of tables, nearly always music, music, noise, and merriness. That is what Wabbits love. Especially tonight, for this was Brembolima's Eve, the night on which the winter solstice was celebrated with a special feast and the promise of presence in the morning, left behind by the mysterious midwinter rabbit. And stories, of course, special stories told by a visiting bard, that is, if he ever get, got inside the place. Boom, boom, boom. He smacks the door again and is about to do so a third time when he hears a muffled voice on the other side. All right, all right, keep your ears on. I'm coming. There are more words about stupid people being outside on this kind of night, but luckily the heavy wood absorbs most of those. Finally, the doors creak open, spilling golden torchlight onto the snow, and the face of the burly soldier rabbit pokes out. Who in the goddess's name are you? he says, glaring at the stranger. Beneath the hood, the pale green eyes glare back. Is there any way to treat a bard, come to tell tales on the eve of the Brembolemas? Is that how the old ways are kept here at Thornwood? Even though the soldier rabbit is the size of a small armor-clad mountain, something about the bard makes him tremble a little. Sorry, sir, he says, and pushes the door open further with his soldier. Come in and share your our hearth on this middle winter night. Mid-winter, Turniped, corrects the bard, stepping into the torchlight and the warmth. The warren door closed behind him and he shakes the snow from his cloak with a shudder. Now, which way to the fireside? And he strides off down the paved entrance hall as if he has been here a hundred times before. What's a midwinter turniped then, mumbles the puzzle guard, before turning to trot after him. Just as every warren is carefully built around the long barrow at centre, the rabbits inside are organised around their chieftain. He is the leader of the tribe, just as his father was before him and his son will be after. Between him and his wife, all the warren decisions are made, all the arguments are settled and all the feasts and festivals organised. In Thornwood, the chieftain is Hubert the Broad, a great big-bellied lob rabbit with brown and white patched fur eased down to his knees and a stomach you could build a house on. He is currently sitting on his throne at the end head of the feasting table, a bremble crown on his head and his great piebald stomach bursting the seams of his tunic. He is singing a merry song about the midwinter rabbit getting stuck in his burrow, while all the Leroots sit laughing at his feet. When he sees the bard enter, he stops, stands and raises his drinking horn in salute. Welcome, bard, he shouts in a voice that shakes the earth from the ceiling. Welcome on Brumbley Eve. That's more like it, mutters the bard, shrugging off his leather cloak. He keeps his hood on, but the light from the fire still shows off the swirls and whirls of blue patterns dyed into the fur on his bare arms. I thought you weren't coming, says Hubert, but Brumbley Eve is full of surprises. Will you sing for your supper? Baba chuckles. My voice is too old and cracked for singing. He takes a seat by the fireplace and warms his hands. But I might be persuaded to tell a tale or two. Bring this man some food, quick, sharp, Hubert shouts, flickering his ears at his cupbearers. 
They scurry off and return moments later with a bowl of buttery turnip soup and a platter of cornbread. The bard tucks into it like a rabbit starved and, finishing it, wipes his mouth with the back of his paw. I suppose that deserves a tale, he says. What would you like to hear? The liver rabbits, swarming at his feet, all crying out at once, Beo Bunny, the fisher rabbit, Potkin one ear. Did I hear someone mention Potkin one ear? says the bard, settling further into his chair. Potkin the horned king, the moon strider, Potkin of the magic knife. When the little ones nod their heads and shriek with excitement, he folds his painted arms and tugs at his beard. I do know some tales of that one, but they will be a different from those you have heard. Nothing about shooting fire from his eyes or wrestling giant rabbits with bare hands. Nothing like that at all. What kind of tales, Bard? Why are they different? Why won't there be fiery eyes and giants? They are different, he says, because they are true. And because fiery eyes don't exist anymore, except in fairy tales and the heads of silly young rabbits. The bard waves a hand for silence. And then he begins. And that was the first chapter of The Legend of Podkin One Ear. This book has great reviews and was very, very popular. So we have got ourselves a copy. It is in science fiction under LAR for Kieran Lawood. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll come and visit you with another chapter next time. Take care, my readers. Bye for now.